Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The volume. Hey, you. Listen up. The NFL season is rolling right along, and DraftKings, as an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is bringing you all the action and all the best deals. Look me in the eye. If you somehow have not signed up for DraftKings yet, well, I got a great deal for you. Download the app, use the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, and when you bet $5 on any NFL game, you get $200 in bonus bets instantly what you can then go play with but t-bob i love snaps i love you and i've already signed up well guess what DraftKings is taking care of all their customers throughout spooky season as you get game day sweeteners the entire month of october so whether you're new whether you've been around here for a while DraftKings is the most fun place to play it's taking care of you again if you're signing up for the first time promo code t-bob $5 NFL bet nets you $200 in bonus bets instantly. So let's have some fun watching the games this spooky season. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yo, what's happening, everyone? Welcome, 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 welcome in. It's another day of snaps. 
Shout out to whatever. Uh, well, shout out to everybody hanging out this year. YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. This is uh, we're now again live daily here on YouTube, noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Let me get what kind of language is uh, Aaron? You were learning Mandarin for a day there. What kind of language is the Russian alphabet? Is it like Cypric or something like that? How, how does Mandarin have anything to do with Russian in this conversation? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, your wife's a dual citizen. I, I thought maybe that you, you would have some concept of multinationality <laughs> or something outside of America. Acrylic. Thank you. That, that is what I was there like. There you go. Okay, William. Very interesting. Thank you, William. No thank you, Aaron Murray. Uh, this is Snaps, though. YouTube.com slash AdVolumeSnaps. Like, subscribe. 6.5, boys. We're looking mm -hmm. for seven. We love seeing 6.5. Thank you all so much. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, wherever you get your um, podcast as well, rate, review, Apple, Spotify, whatever. I'm T. Bob Abier. He's Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, dog? How we feel today? Have, have, have you recovered uh, from being just pilloried and oh lambasted and skewered by the LSU fan base for taking their Lord's name in vain. I can't believe I'm getting just, just roasted on Twitter right now with my comment towards Washington and, and, and LSU a uh, big shout out Rodney in the chat. We'll, we'll get to that we'll question. There but, in a second. I, I'll, I'll log yeah. it. I got it in my doc, but I didn't think I really stretched that far. Like I wasn't looking to make the, this crazy viral moment here. Like you can pair the two teams. You have, Heisman Trophy contending quarterback, which would match Joe Burrow, Heisman Trophy quarterback. You have elite receivers. You have a top 10 receiver. Like, there are a lot of similarities between the offense. Like, maybe one, yeah, maybe LSU's offense is better, but when you talk about the personnel and how they're built and what they're doing and how they're winning football games, it is very similar to how LSU won 2019. Elite quarterback play, guy that can stretch the ball vertically down the field, some of the best receiving play in the country, top receiving talent that's going to get drafted in the NFL. Sounds like fucking LSU to me. I don't know. Sorry. I, I, Jesus. It is. So it's crazy for a couple of reasons to me too. First off, because like, yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're doing a pretty surface level thing here. We're not saying that like Washington would beat 2019 LSU. No. We're not saying Washington's schedule would be as hard, but just in like a broad strokes, it's like you said, three elite weapons on the outside, yeah. a badass quarterback putting up silly numbers and a defense that's pretty good. Not the strength of the team, but like, Pretty good, right? And it, it's the but, but but so one thing that's very fun to me is everybody's accusing us of clickbait. And, and look, make no mistake, we have to form our content a bit around playing the hits, right? And trying to talk about yes. things that people would care about. But to think that we said they were like, we're gonna really piss people off with this one is wild. I have no idea it's gonna be like crazy. That's the no idea. I, pop, I had no clues. So just know we did not mean to and and the other thing that stands out to me is again the fervor and the passion that I'm seeing from LSU fans. I only find it reflected in one other place on this earth, and that's in uh religious zealotry. Like mm -hmm. you quite literally took the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. mentioning 2019 in LSU and daring to compare another mortal to that, which is immortal to that, which is mm. perfect. Um, but maybe to just make people a little bit angrier, I, I did look it up and 2019 LSU averaged 7.6 yards per play. 2023 Washington's averaging 8.4 yards per play. How about that? 
8.4 is an incredible number, by the way. Um, that's really dumb. And, and, and uh, I want to go what you said, too, but like, we're not saying that – I'm not saying that Washington would beat LSU, 2019 LSU. I'm just saying there's a lot of similarities between how the teams are built and what they're doing on the football field. How about this? If you're a Tiger lot. fan and you're ready yeah. to, once again, murder Aaron Murray for, for daring to say this, uh, you should be happy about this. 2023 LSU, 2023, it's averaging 7.7. So actually mm -hmm. right there at the same pace as a uh, 19, just an incredible offense you're witnessing again here four years later with like all new people. It's wild that it's happening again. Um, I know, I know how many top teams is Washington beat guys. We're not saying it. We're not again. Oh it was just the reaction's been shocking. The reaction's been very funny. Um, please like, subscribe, share. Uh, so we can get those clicks. Let's farm more clicks. What's the best way? What can we say next to make people angry? Uh, Rodney P with a $5 super chat. If you're Texas A&M, would you pay the hundred million dollars to fire Jimbo? If you could get urban or Kirby, um, let's be clear. Aaron's urban Meyer take is awful beyond awful. Not only is urban Meyer just, you gotta go through a bit of a PR nightmare to hire him, mm -hmm. but I don't know how much evidence we have that Urban Meyer would be a great coach in modern football. I mean, granted, he the NFL is not the NCAA, but when he tried the NFL recently, it, 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 it wasn't like he was all right. It wasn't like he was bad. It was a disaster on mm -hmm. every front. Lack of leadership, duplicitous leadership, saying one thing to your team, doing another, bailing another. It was it like, you think Urban Meyer is better than Mike Elko as a, as a you love Mike Elko, man. Why wouldn't you? Who's when's the only time AM was good when they went nine? I like Mike Elko. Who was there? I do. I'm just Mike I'm not Elko. gonna, I'm not gonna wait, spend a hundred million dollars to get Mike Elko. Okay, then you're not gonna spend a hundred million dollars. Yeah, exactly. No like that, that, that goes to our conversation. Like, I'm I'm not going unless I know it's some superstar coach that I can somehow get away from his team. I'm not going to take a risk for 80 plus million dollars. Who's even the nothing. superstar coach though, Aaron? There's five. You said championship coach. I know. Like, first Kirby, off, like, the same blueprint Kirby they followed going. Jimbo that's fucked him. But how many championship coaches are there right now? There's Saban, Kirby, yep. Mac Brown. Shout out the legend. Um, there's two more, right? Yeah, I'd rather take a risk on Dan Lanning if I can get Dan Lanning away from Oregon. Over Elko? Yeah. I think, I mean, Lanning, don't get me wrong. I really like Lanning, and what Lanning's done in Oregon is impressive, but I've seen a ton of people win at Oregon. I've never seen anybody I had a lot, win at I had a lot, I had a lot of people. Except for Steve Spurrier, it. and Steve Spurrier became a baller after Duke. I mean, he won at Duke, and then he was awesome afterwards, obviously. I, I had a lot of people yesterday saying, what about Dion? And you know I'm a big fan of Dion. Like, I've been I've been really excited about Dion and the moves, and I've said some other stuff in the past about other, other locations that could have utilized Dion. There's not a lot a difference to me between Dion and Jimbo. Like AM doesn't need to get top recruits. They have top players. Like Dion is doing great at Colorado because he brought a lot of attention. He brought a lot of players. And now you're having you know success this year compared to last year. You're, you've quadrupled the amount of wins. AM doesn't have a personnel problem. AM doesn't have a facility problem. They don't have a money problem. The things that Dion will help you get. You don't need that help. So, like, I don't think Dion improves mm. the situation at AM. Uh, so I would disagree, but I'm not gonna be able to convince anybody with my disagreement. In fact, I'm just gonna get accused of being a Dion fanboy. But when yeah, I I'm a Dion fanboy too, but I just don't no, think like, I know, he's but I'm saying when I improvement. Well, but I just I think I think time is going to show not old Jimbo, but this version of Jimbo. I think Deion Sanders is a better football coach. 
I think he holds his player to a higher and clearer standard. I didn't get more out of his players. Like again, I have no way of proving a 29 point lead. Yeah, it was a major fuck up. Jimbo's 0 and 10 as an underdog. He's 7 and 15 on the road. He's got to say there's not a lot of difference right now. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not. No, no, what I'm saying is Dion, all we all the only thing you measure to the only thing you need to try to measure as a coach is are you elevating your talent or are you dragging it down? Dion is getting the most out of that team, even with the 29 point lead blowed against Stanford. Uh, Jimbo is consistently underachieving with his team. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, no, I think, and, and but, but then again, this goes back to why we originally liked Dion in the first place is his meetings where he's talking about the expectation. And, and look, you're either going to do this, you're going to be out, you want to be successful, this, how it is. Dion knows football is a Hall of Famer, all that stuff. I, again, y'all are going to accuse me of being a fanboy, so I don't want to get into it. I think he's a better current coach right now than Jimbo Fisher is. And I think he would be a massive fucking mm. success at Texas A&M. Plus he could bring his cowboy hat with him. Um, but whatever. Uh, again, I really like the clips that Dion's getting a little bit of trouble for now, where his assistants are talking to the team. Like some of y'all have the worst practice habits I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you say you want to be this, you say you want to be that, but, but your, your actions do not support what your mouth is doing. And so, um, Dobby says Dion has a culture problem. A and M has a culture problem. Dion A and M culture problem magnified exponentially. Too many problems. I does Dion have mm. a culture problem, or do you not agree with the culture? Right. I think there's a there's a different, very different. Yeah, I agree um, with you on that one. Like, I, I think the culture is fine. Like, I think it's really strong. I think those kids believe in him. It, is it perfect? No, but like once again, you brought in fifty plus new players, and and it's been seven eight months. How about this, it t- dude? It takes time. Uh, uh, and no, I do think the A&M team would have more wins with Deion coaching. I think the offense would be significantly better, and I think the defense would be even more badass. Um, Charlie, to your question. Um, uh, okay, Kyle Whittingham at A&M? Hmm? Does that do anything for you, Aaron? Another overachiever coach, just constantly getting the most out of his team. Maybe it's right. like a perfect would, setup in Utah. I don't know, right? Would, would Kalen leave Washington? Oh, I don't want to play this game anymore. I hate I know. I know that would make you very sad. Like, oh, let's poach their coach. Uh, so no, we're moving on. Uh, I don't know if Caleb would. I hope not, because what's going on in Washington special right now. Even though we still do kind of have to see what Caleb DeBoer is like without Michael Penix. Because at yeah. Indiana, remember, they were really good together. They had that really frisky mm-hmm. 2020 year together. They separate, they come back. Like same thing with Dion Postchadur. That's what I'm not sure about either, right? And and so yeah. only time will answer these questions. I still would be if I made him. I'd still be going after Mike Elko number one though. That's just me. Uh, yeah, that's right. Emil snaps live shows are back. Also, thank you to Emil because he is um he is the one that is constantly feeding me a And M information on just how shitty it's actually gotten under Timbo. <laughs> uh, somewhere up there, Emil has like a a Charlie Kelly esque. Uh, board just covered in strings of yarn leading from this point to this point about how bad Jimbo Fisher is. All right. Um, yes, yeah, so and Mike Elko's Duke's coach, which big game for Duke coming up this weekend really mm. bumps me out that Riley Leonard isn't healthy because Duke at FSU should be awesome. All right. Yep. Let's dive into our show today. We're going to try to answer the question of which offense do we trust more, Ohio State or Penn State? Some interesting numbers, Aaron. You've watched the film on these two more. Mm-hmm. I'm at the I'm at the very beginning of watching the film, so I don't 
So I'll lean on you for that, but I do have a lot of interesting numbers we can give. Um, We'll discuss whether or not Florida's back. I think this is a very clear answer, but we'll get there. And then is J.J. McCarthy the best quarterback in Michigan history, as Jim Harbaugh's out here saying that? And I found this to be a far more fascinating wormhole to fall, fall into than when this topic was originally pitched. So I'm actually kind yeah. of excited to, to talk about this. Um, all right, let's dive into Ohio State and Penn State. Um do you want me to start with just a statistical rundown real quick, Aaron, and then you can apply yeah. some flesh to it, some context? Come on, okay. Come on robot. You, you um, be the robot, I'll be the human. Let's go. Yes. So we're trying to do this just based on offense right now. We're not talking team, mm-hmm. which offense do we trust more? Uh, currently, Penn State, first in the Big Ten, averaging 44 points a game. Ohio State's third at 36. Yards per game, uh, Penn State is second at 426. Ohio State is first. At 443, Ohio State has the number one passing offense in the Big Ten. Penn State has the number one rushing offense in the Big Ten. Um, Ohio State averages 6.6 yards per play. Mm. That's 18th in the country. Penn State, 5.4 yards per play, 73. When you look at the quarterbacks, it's an interesting mix here. Um Cal McCord's completing 64% of passes. Drew Aller's completing 65. McCord's zone for 1,600 yards. Drew Aller's zone for 1,200. McCord, now this is the big gap here, and I think this is what hurts uh, Aller's rating so bad. McCord's averaging nearly 10 yards per attempt. Aller's all the way down at a pretty pedestrian mm-hmm. 6.9, yep. kind of telling us that he's being a bit of a check down Charlie. That said, 11 tuds for one pick for McCord, 12 touchdowns, no picks, Prowler. So clearly we're seeing a picture start to form. Ohio State wants to take advantage of those receivers. They want to throw the ball more. They're going to rely on Kyle McCord more. Drew Aller and Penn State, they want to take advantages of their running backs. They have three mm. running backs that have um, well, I mean, look, I mean, I, or do they want to protect their quarterback? Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. But protect their quarterback through running the ball and not yep. asking Drew Aller to be the high-volume guy and be okay with short gains. Where you get, not asking him to push the ball downfield too much and use a trio of running backs that all have pretty good numbers, even though nobody has gaudy mm-hmm. numbers. So, so, so we're seeing a bit of a philosophical difference between the two sides. No, we we are, and 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 rightly so. I mean, you have a young quarterback in Drew Aller who, I, listen, I think he's good. I think he's good. I think he's green and he's going to be going into the most hostile environment of, of his young career. Like he's, he's just, he has not been asked to do a lot. And and now all of a sudden you're going into a game where, and I know a lot of people are going to say, well, they, they faced Iowa. Yeah. Like go back and watch that game. Iowa couldn't even cross the 50 yard line. Like Penn state was going to dominate that game. And eventually that like Iowa's will was going to be broken because they couldn't move the football. They couldn't get first downs. And that's what we happened. We really care about that for this conversation, do no, we? No, but, I mean, but I'm just saying it plays no into the whole thing of like people like, Oh, go look at what they did versus a good defense in Iowa. But once again, I'm trying to paint the entire picture. That was a weird game because Iowa couldn't move the football on offense. They couldn't get a first down. So like that just, it's, it's, it's not a game that you can really look at to and say, that's a quality win against a good defense. You're going against, the best team that you've ever gone against on the road, hostile environment, big game. And you've been protected this entire season where you flip it over to the other side. When we're just talking about the quarterbacks here, like I don't think Kyle McCord is anything special, but he's played in a big game this season and has been asked to win the game. And when you're talking about who right now 
has the confidence heading into this matchup, I would lean towards Kyle McCord. What he did versus Notre Dame in that two-minute drive to win it gave him and that football team confidence in him where I don't know if they've had that moment for Drew Allar yet where it's like, oh, my God, this guy can win us big-time football games. I want to ask you a question about that drive and give me the quarterback perspective here. Uh, he should have thrown a pick on that drive. It sure. should have ended the game. Notre Dame dropped it. Does that factor into anything at all, or does that not matter? Is that like being like, well, if this well, happened, more- you would have like, well, I think it's even more impressive because then, like, I think as a quarterback, when you're in a, at a, a moment like that and you do make a mistake and you get away with it, some guys will be like, oh, damn. Like, they kind of like get a little bit scared. Like, oh, like the, the, the stakes are so high. I almost lost it. I better be careful. Where he came out like gunslinger mentality and was still throwing dimes to get them in the end zone to win the football game. It's like for him to be able to put that behind the mistake behind him and then continue to move forward, I'm more impressed with that. Okay. Um, hmm. And I mean, I, so I'm just like breaking down position group by position group, somewhat in my mind. Like that's how I did my research today of, of okay. getting ready for this topic. I don't trust either. I don't think either right now in their career, like right fair. now today, like I'm not saying that either one's, like I would say still Jewel R maybe potentially has a, a higher ceiling at the quarterback spot. But like right now, I haven't seen enough from him to trust him. And I think the stats show that like they are protecting him. They're not asking him to push the ball down the field. And that kind of goes into the receiving category, too. Like, I don't think they have elite receivers at Penn State. So that 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 goes into the equation as well. You have a young quarterback that hasn't played a lot of football with not top tier talent on the outside. How do we protect him? Well, we're going to run the football. We're going to take dink and dunks with him. And I just don't know if that 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 will work in a game like this. You have to say, Drew, receiving core, we got to take some shots. And they haven't done it this year. Yeah, I mean, look, I I, I kind of don't think this conversation is particularly close. Uh, if you're asking me which offense I trust more in a vacuum, um, I know that Penn State leads in scoring. Uh, but that's maybe because Penn State potentially could be a better overall. Look, I, it's Ohio State. The, the answer yes. is Ohio yes. State. Kyle McCord has more experience. I mean, he's older. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he he has three of the top five receivers in the Big Ten right now, just in terms of statistics. He has Marvin Harrison Jr., maybe the best weapon in the entire country, a top five guy, certainly in the entire country, leading the Big Ten at five uh, touchdowns on the year, 19 yards per catch for Marvin mm. Harrison Jr. this year, so just chunk, chunk, chunk. Um the house state well offensive line i guess kind of be a push uh, it's the weapons the, the difference it's the weapon, but the I weapons are also been banged up though but i think what that's about the problem this, too what a, about mecca, a mecca needs to play yeah and travion henderson who I, you and i talked about being the season travion looked good to start the season hasn't played the past two weeks i think yeah. they probably held him out to get ready for this game because he was kind of a game time decision last week warmed up went back in the locker room didn't come out with with pads on the play but I think to me that's a sign of okay, maybe not ready yet, but give him another six days, seven days, he'll be ready for that that the game for Penn State. So if you get a healthy Travion, who looked the way he looked to start the season, to give that offense more balance because that's what that offense needs. Yeah, Penn State wants to be balanced. Ohio State has tried to be like that, but their top two running backs have been hurt. Ameka has been hurt. Like it has been force feed Marvin Harrison Jr. and he's been great the past two weeks, but you can't just force feed Marvin Harrison Jr. expect the win versus Penn State's defense. You yeah, have to have those guys healthy. 
if they're all healthy, then yeah, 100%. It's Ohio State. Not even a question who's the better offense. Yeah, uh, Travion Henderson is better than K-Tron Allen, Nicholas Singleton. Bro is the freshman for Penn State's been explosive, but um, – yeah, it's, it's but but here okay, but but then so okay, but that's the offenses in a vacuum, right? Uh if we start to look at the matchup real quick here, does that style that Penn State wants to play kind of the mm, does that push that offense over the top and that is a more physical style where they want to run the ball. I mean, you saw what happened last year, right? That's what Michigan wants to do. Not last year in the Ohio State mm-hmm. or excuse me in the Penn State Ohio State game, but in the Michigan game, right? Michigan wants to run the ball. Ohio State's okay, we're gonna load up the box, force the quarterback to beat us. And maybe they want to do that with a lar because he doesn't push the ball downfield the same way that JJ McCarthy wasn't last year, except that game McCarthy did and it led to Michigan winning. Yep. Do you think the more physical running style of Penn State is is that an advantage uh, going up against well, this Buckeye well, team? Well, well, let's let's look at let's look at. I mean, Buckeye, Ohio State's had had had, had some the, the biggest one of the biggest wins and biggest challenges of the season. That's at Notre Dame, and what yeah, does Notre true. Dame do offensively? Yeah, they want to run the football and they want to get big. I mean, this is a perfect example of like what should we expect from Ohio State in this game? We'll go back and watch the Notre Dame game. Go back and watch how they kept Notre Dame to fourteen points. Like that is what they're capable of doing, and that game was on the road. Now all of a sudden yeah. you're going to have a hundred thousand fans on your side with a quarterback that has four less years of starting experience than Sam Hartman does. Mm. And I wouldn't Crazy. say like Notre Dame's receivers are that much worse than what what Penn State has right now. Like those offenses are very identical, and Ohio State held them to fourteen points. Um, yeah, I mean uh, Lambert Smith from Penn State's really the only guy uh, to write home about on the outside. Okay, so look, we're in agreement. It's Ohio State. Ohio State has the offense that we trust more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll continue to flesh out who we think is going to win the game, though, uh, coming up this weekend. KMC saying Louisville shut down Notre Dame, so it's not that impressive. Mm, okay, but yeah. I'm just I'm just making a comparison. Like, if you don't think that's impressive, Penn State is built very identical to what Notre Dame is doing right now. J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order, visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. 
They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bowl flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Uh, let's get to one of your other loves of this young season, and that is Graham Mertz, uh, or at mm. least the conversation surrounds the Florida Gators, because all of a sudden, Aaron, you look up, Florida comes back from being down double digits late in the fourth quarter, two big-time touchdowns with just ton of big plays from Graham Mertz along the way. Yep. All of a sudden, you look up, Florida's 3-1 and one in the SEC, They're second place in the East, and Graham Mertz leads the conference in completion mm-hmm. percentage, 76%, 271 yards, 12 touchdowns, two picks. I mean, Aaron, is Florida back? As I get my Florida blue sweatshirt on today, um, Florida is 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 not hesitant to answer. Depends questions. on what the what the conversation the of back is. Like, are they back uh, in the conversation of like no. this team's ready to compete for championships or SEC championships? No, like they're not back there. But are they building in the right direction? Like, hell yeah, they were. They listen. They were number thirteen last year when it comes to the recruiting class. This year, right now, they are number three in college football when it comes to to recruits. They have like twenty recruits. Two of them are five stars, 14 are four stars. They're bringing in top talent. One of those five stars is a five-star quarterback out of the state of Texas. So, like, you have brand-new facilities. You have a second-year head coach. You're, you're, I, I know the South Carolina game may not seem sexy, but at least you won a damn game on the road. You're one and seven on the road yeah, to start no, his, no, his it was career. Good. It's what you needed it's, to do, for sure. You, you, needed, you needed to win. Like, it would, would have looked a lot worse to lose that football game than win it. So, like, I'm not going to bitch ever about winning a football game on the road. Um, you beat Tennessee early in the season, kind of pushed them around a little bit, honestly. Yeah. Like the Kentucky game sucked, but like you lost the game. So what? Right now, five and two, heading into the bye week, number three recruiting class in the country, new facilities. You're feeling pretty good about life. Like, yeah, I would say Florida is, is heading in that direction. I'm not going to use the word back because right now you look at their schedule, man, they could lose, you know, four of the, of the remaining games and be seven and five. You know, yeah. so like, I, I don't want to crown them there yet. No, look, man, I I, I I like the Florida story right now. Like I said, his numbers are pretty objectively good. The yards per attempt is a little low. I think that's what mm-hmm. pushes him again down to the sixth highest rated passer in the SEC, despite everything else being comparable with like 
Daniels, Milrow, Cook, Dart Beck. Ricky Pearsall's been really good. He had that awesome catch where he straight up hit the Jordan Eugene logo. Wilson's a beast. Um, so it's okay. Like you said, you get a road win, which is good. It's what you needed, but also it's like there's a little bit of Kirk Cousins empty calories here, man. And I don't know how to put my finger on it, but how, despite everything we just read and said, does Florida have the 11th scoring offense in the SEC? 29 mm -hmm. points a game. Right. And, and much closer. And so Auburn is dead last at 27 7. LSU's first at 45 3. Okay. So it's like they're much closer to, 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 to the last place than they are being like even middle of the pack or top. I, I just credit Florida for winning. Like, okay, here's the deal. How many games has Florida won that you did not expect them to? Because I see. No, I, I agree with that. Like, that's Tennessee. what I'm saying. Like, South like Carolina, I think South Carolina, but it was like a non committal, like, oh, you know, I mean, whatever. I, th I think I, Shane I, The Tennessee looks good. The Tennessee win looks good right yes, now. I was going to say that that's the only one. But that's then the one. they have a bye. Then they got the cocktail party. Then they're home against Arkansas. They should win that. But then at LSU, at mm -hmm. Mizzou, and that's going to be a crazy environment. And mm -hmm. then home versus FSU, like, I like that USC comeback on the road, but I don't think we're going to be considering Florida back by the end of the year. Not I think if they can win one of those games, I would feel good about the I would feel good about the direction of them heading into the offseason. Obviously, the game you're going to circle is, is Missouri. Like yes. because there is a talent gap. You still have more talent than Missouri. And Missouri's a really good football team this year. And they're veteran on both sides of the football. They're winning games. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Like I would still favor Missouri in that game, especially at being there uh, at, at their home stadium. But Florida, when it comes to the the four star, five star, however you want to do it, like there's still more talent on that roster. Like you should be able to be competitive in that game and and, and find a way to maybe squeak out and win it. So, um, so if, if they end up six and six, which is them losing once again for the last five games. But beating Arkansas, which that isn't even a given. Like Arkansas's played everyone really tough this year. Like Arkansas, Arkansas had an they've played four top twenty S and P plus teams mm -hmm. in a row. Forget about rankings. That's four damn good football teams, and I think they've lost by like a total of like twenty five yeah. points. Like it's it's been very close every time. Well, I mean, I like right now, like our best case scenario seems like may not best case, but more realistic case scenario is Florida's going to be six and six, which they were last year. I mean, that's so exactly that's what I'm saying. I so empty calories, dude. It, it, it kind of feels better because you've won some games in the SEC East. You're recruiting better. So, like, there are certain areas of the program that are moving in the right direction. But at the end of the day, like, the result may be the exact same thing it was last year six and six. Uh, Nick with a two dollar super chat. T Bob is so yummy. I mean, hey, you know, Nick, what can I say? You got great taste. Don't make that face, Air Murray. Fuck you, dude. What you hate seeing the old lineman get a little shine instead of the pretty little yeah. fuck boy faded quarterback mm -hmm. who looks like he's about to go fist bump in the club while just saying awful cocky things to my daughter on the dance floor and making me horrified when you show up at the doorstep. I would you look so mm -hmm. deeply untrustworthy. If you showed up at my house, I would slam the door in your face and tell my daughter to get her ass back upstairs. Mm -hmm. And then she'd sneak uh, out the window and come hang out with me some more. Okay, relax. Too real. Probably so. Unfortunately, I hope not. I hope I raise her better than that, you know. I know she's going to, you know, hook up with guys eventually. I just want her to hook up with guys not because she feels pressured to, but because she wants to, okay? 
all for women being as promiscuous as you want, as long as it's what you actually want. You're not feeling like you're being forced into it or manipulated into it by Aaron's little smile and his little like, what are you, prude uh, sort of attitude. Yeah. Uh, do Bilbo, that. get ready, bro. Get ready. It's coming. Uh, Bilbo, that's what I'm saying. He's got a baby daughter at home as well. Mm. Um, I forgot what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. like the situation a little bit yeah we're gonna get to mission quarterbacks right now uh so so, what, so, 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 so where, where are you in the on the no so we actually agree no i absolutely don't think florence <laughs> and i don't really believe in graham mertz i like that he's put up good numbers and that's cool i, and I, I like graham i know you do but you know what i don't like that he's wearing 15 you know what the fuck yeah, are we what, doing what are we doing why there, did Florida? you give Come graham on. mertz tim tebow's number i mean that that's like it's it's a high crime. It's like I'm trying to get LSU to recover Glenn or to retire Glenn Dorsey's number. We all are. It's crazy that they haven't yet. Yeah, it's like how do they keep letting number 11s go in Sanford Stadium? It's just beyond me. I just don't get it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't they know that's the SEC's all-time leading passer? What the fuck, dude? I don't get it. I and by the way, it. has there been a bigger win in 2023 than the complete implosion? of mississippi state and will rogers not really wait what do you mean what's going on because i'm worried that like he's going to come back next year like i didn't want him to come back for a second year like Uh, i needed him to have a good year this year and then leave i mean i think i think i was gonna say say, there is a zero percent chance will rogers wants to stick around with zach arnett for another year Mm -hmm. like if i'm his ass i'm transferring to where wisconsin huh Ooh. How about that? Will Ooh. Rogers running the dairy raid for the Badgers? Because Tanner Mordecai fucking sucks. Um, granted, I whatever. I don't know if they what got a game seen. that was. Was it 15 to 6 Wisconsin versus Iowa? <laughs> Wait, did you see what the most Holy fun fact shit. of the weekend? Uh, so Mizzou had that fourth and 10 fake punt. Did you see that play, by the way? Yeah, time of a throw. The butter just throws a fucking go. It's blanket coverage. Ends up being a 39-yard touchdown. Um, he threw for more yards than did the Iowa quarterback. Iowa won a Big Ten game over Wisconsin 15-6, to where their quarterback was 6-15 of for 37 yards, and the Mizzou punter on one play threw for 39. Iowa right now, 20.9 points per game, so like, What's what was it? Twenty five was was what yeah, was no, what they needed. It, bro. There's no, he there's no. Chance. He ain't gonna get it, but they're gonna go eleven and one and be in the. Uh, have you looked at their schedule? I was oh, yeah, no, eleven yeah. and one. No, Emil, Emil said in the chat earlier. He said, "Prepare to talk to your kids about eleven and one Iowa." We're all <laughs> gonna have to have these conversations. This is interesting. I heard it yesterday. I forgot what show I was listening to, but they were kind of debating this. Would you put a twelve and one Iowa football team in the college football playoffs if they beat Michigan? You'd have yeah, to, actually, right? actually, we did this on Rivals Down South yesterday oh, uh, with the Big Rivals Ten guys. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's what they were asking. They were saying 11, 12 and one Iowa wins the Big Ten mm. championship. And let's say you have two lost LSU out the SEC. Who gets in? I mean, it's got to be Iowa. It's got to be. It's not even just against two loss. Like, who else would you put ahead of them? Would you not put a Big Ten team in? I guess you wouldn't put a Big Ten team. I in. would put a stronger. I'd put a one loss Pac twelve over that. I yes. put a one loss SEC over that. 
I've, uh, I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, if I look, you know, what, what the fuck are we talking about? We're, we're being dumb. This is such a waste of time. If Iowa goes 12 and 1 and wins a Big 10, they should be in the playoff. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Doesn't matter. What conference would you put them in over if everyone else has one loss? They, they would be left out. But everyone never ends up with one loss. So this is so stupid. Um, but I'm asking but, the question if everyone was with one loss, what would you do? I'd be they tempted be to leave else. out the ACC. I'd be tempted to leave out the ACC. Mm hmm. Mm-mm. Iowa gets destroyed in the playoffs. You don't even, you, obviously, you don't know Kirk B. Bean. Okay. My man is zigging when everyone's zagging. Okay. If Iowa goes 12 and one. They go to the playoffs, then they average 35 points per game in those two games, wins a national championship, and he still gets fired and just walks off into the sunset. That's, that's, it's a story for the ages. Look, like, let's just all be prepared to talk about 11 and one. Because oh. it's, 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 it's uh, potentially uh, real. I love it. I think it's awesome. I think it's. I think it is. It, it's. It's emblematic. Oh man, I wanted to have the yell leader video ready to go for today, but it's like that yell leader video we watched yesterday, where the cadets dunk the yell leaders and they go frolicking around in the in the in the fountain. Like it's that sort of weirdness that makes college football so great. That sincerity. Um, Michael DeVincenzi, why are we talking about Iowa winning the Big Ten? We all know that's not happening. Fair. Yeah, that's true. Actually. Um. All right. Let's talk. Let's stay in the Big Ten though. Because here's what Jim Harbaugh had to say yesterday. Quote, talking about J.J. McCarthy. J.J. is a once-in-a-generation quarterback. J.J. has shown to be on a path to be the best quarterback in Michigan history. Going forward, J.J. will be the quarterback that all future quarterbacks are compared to. Close mm. quote. Mm. God damn. That's a big, uh, that's a big <laughs> statement. Or at least Ooh. it sounds like a big statement. Um, first of all, I'll say this though. I do love Jim Harbaugh's belief in JJ McCarthy. And if I was JJ McCarthy, it would feel very empowering to have a coach out. Uh, would, coach it out feel, would it not feel like too much at this point? Like if like, why is my coach keep talking about me so much? And like, like I've never seen a coach talk about a, a player like this as much as Jim Harbaugh's talked about JJ McCarthy. I, I would feel like a little uncomfortable, honestly. Maybe there's a little bit of gamesmanship here from, Harbaugh, where he knows that, like, that's what McCarthy responds to. You know, Maybe. some people need to be motherfucked. Like, I think, I think you're a little. I, you're I would little hate it. I would be like, Bobo, why, yeah. why are you being weird? Yeah, 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 you need to be disrespected a little bit. You, you basically wanted Mike Bobo to spit in your mouth, you know, not yeah. tell you good job. Um, and maybe, maybe, maybe Jay does not like. It. I don't know, but it's funny because you hear this comment and you're like, okay, yeah, McCarthy's been damn good this year, but like. Michigan's one of the most legendary football programs of all time. And and so I don't know much about Michigan's quarterback here. So I'm going to dive in. And my God, it's actually kind of obvious that Jim Harbaugh is right. Like Michigan has a history of quarterback play. And Michigan hasn't really won that much. No, it's crazy. Like, like kind of anything, dude. It's you get into it. Um, I mean, Aaron, what I, I got a lot of notes here. So I'll why do we why, why why do we consider Michigan a blue blood? Like they haven't won. I I know, I know, it's I know. Weird. It's because they've been like okay. It's not like they they haven't won Natties. They have not won Natties. No. They claim eleven, but one's from nineteen ninety seven, and every other one's pre World War Two. And mm. I know we probably have some Alabama fans listening, but I don't tend to recognize. Uh, pre-integration national championships. Mm-mm. Um, like I'm not that impressed if you won it 
when your black citizen neighbors couldn't even play football with you. Mm -hmm. uh, so Michigan's won one in 97. Even then, the quarterback was Brian Greasy. He's not even on the top 10 passing yardage list for Michigan all time. It's like, okay, Tom Brady went to Michigan. Tom Brady was actually pretty good. I didn't realize he was 20 and five as a starter. Pretty good. Didn't put, great, didn't put up a ton of stats, but yeah. No, no, did not put up a bunch of stats. Oh, um, Elvis Gerbach put up good numbers back in the day, but he never won anything. And JJ McCarthy's going to smash. Denard Robinson, numbers. I mean, for us, like more recent, Denard yeah. Robinson was on the cover of NCAA. Like he was pretty damn good. Um, plus touchdowns in the career between rushing and passing. Like yeah. number wise, Denard is, is, I would say, in the top three. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, Chad, Chad Henney. Yeah, Chad Henney's probably all time leading passer. But mm -hmm. again, he was all right in college. Nothing insane. Never really won anything either. Um, I, I here's how I'd put a bow on just really proving how just kind of blah the entire history of Michigan quarterbacks is. The number four passer from a yardage standpoint in school history is Devin Gardner. Devin Gardner is a player who wore the number 98 and was the team's leading receiver before Denard Robinson got hurt and he moved back to quarterback. The number four, if the number four passer in your school history wears the number 98, you are not a serious quarterback school. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and, and that's, that's all. Hey, but shout out to Gardner. He actually won in 2016 X League Rookie of the Year. That's a Japanese football league while playing for the Nojima Sakimahara Rise. So shout out to uh did, did you Jeff practice Gardner. that? Did you practice that ahead uh, of time? It, it came out very smooth. Like I tried it. I, I watched a lot of anime, you know? Yeah. Anime, excuse me. You know what's interesting about JJ and and this this entire conversation about you know greatest Michigan quarterbacks of all time? I don't think JJ leads after this season. I think JJ's back for a senior year. So I think Yeah, no, I know that's the no. Yeah, like, he's absolutely going to be the best he's quarterback going to be. in history. He's going to win three three Big 10 championships. I mean, two is going to happen this year, then we'll see what the team looks like next year, but yeah. at least two Big 10 championships, two two playoff ex, uh, appearances. Um, you know, they look like the best team in the country right now. You maybe get a Natty I still don't even think like maybe if he wins a natty, he leaves early, but I think winning a natty kind of puts him on that number one spot anyways. But I think where, where the quarterbacks are this year, I think he could benefit from coming back for, for a senior year. And I'm sure there's yeah. going to be some NIL opportunity too to kind of, you know, incentivize him to stay uh, as well. But yeah, I think when it's all said and done, if he I does stay for a senior year, because he's going to make stupid ass money if they end up winning the natty this year. Oh my God. And it's not like he, I don't know. Well, what do you think? Does he translate well as an NFL quarterback? So that's why I want to go in the chat right here. Uh, Sue beyond chick asked a question. I thought his draft stock was top 10 question, question mark. Uh, I, I see him. I see him, you know, maybe a, a late first round. Yeah. Late first round, early second round. Okay. Um, well, there's, you know, that is kind but, of like, why would you come back? A but, that's, but that's, 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 uh, that's the question that that now NIL is going to help out these universities. Like if I am a early second round guy and it's a heavy quarterback draft class and I have the potential to be a top 10 pick next year, come back and still make probably four or five million dollars as a national championship winning quarterback for Michigan. Why not come back and be a top five pick next year? Yeah, no, I look, I, I mean, that's why, why, why come out. 
why come out in this quarterback class yes. when next year's will be good, but not as good? Mm -mm. Um, I'll say this. Look, I think without a doubt, by the end of this year, he's going to have the single greatest statistical season in Michigan history, even without playing fourth quarters. It's just going to come down to wins. You know, yeah. he'll, he'll end up statistically, I believe, as the greatest quarterback in in, in school history. He'll be the like wins too. Five. Well, well, but they got, I mean, look, it's not a guarantee. Ah, I'm getting a little worried about Michigan. They're so dominant. So it's not, it's not anything that they've done. It's what they haven't done. I just haven't seen him in a fight in a long time. The last time I saw him in a fight, they were getting embarrassed by TCU. Now they embarrassed Ohio State last year, right? And they beat Ohio State both at home and away in good weather, bad weather. So like they've proven it, but every year's a new year. And it's hard to beat a good team three times in a row. And it's still hard to know how you're going to react until you get punched in the mouth. And so, yes, Michigan is the first team ever in the AP era to uh, score at least 30 while giving up less than 10 in all their first seven games. And they haven't allowed a single go-to-goal situation. But that's also a little bit worrisome. Mm -hmm. Are they conditioned for a four-quarter game? Are they conditioned to come back? Are they conditioned once they actually get – they bleed a little bit and they're in a fight? I I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I, I think – they're going to win the national championship, but that's just, you know, yeah. fucking thoughts, right? Like if he does, get, though, he will be they'll the get greatest two games though. Like they'll get two games before the, 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 if they do make it to the playoffs, they will have two legitimate games that will tell us who their identity are. Like if they go into Penn state and win that football game and then take care of business first, first Ohio state. And then on top of that guys beat an 11 and one Iowa in the big 10 championship game. That is a tested football team ready for the playoffs. That's true. Um, who we got here? We got uh J Dog Outdoors says T Bob scared of Georgia. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, let me put on my glasses and check my notes. Uh, Georgia beat Auburn 28 20, and LSU beat Auburn 48 18. Huh? See, I can get, I get, I get why Georgia fans Suck hate T Bob. Dick, Georgia. Yeah, I get why, I get why Georgia fans no more hate Brock hate Bowers either. But I have given LSU love all year, even when they're losing games. I keep, I, I've been trying to hold strong for you guys, even when T Bob's wavering yeah. like a little bitch about <laughs> LSU still going to win the West. Like I've had more confidence in the Tigers. I say one little comparison, and now I'm, I'm in, I'm in the, the, the crap house. It's crazy how y'all just turned on me like that. Uh, Aaron, you want to get back on their good side? Who wins between LSU and Bama? LSU wins. Oh yeah, there you go, dude. LSU's going to be in Atlanta. LSU's going to be okay. in Atlanta. There you go, dude. Um, no, I know. To be clear, BB, I know. Transitive property does not work in college football. Transitive property doesn't really work in any sports, but like especially uh, college football. Um, you're right. You're right. Wil Wilkes also right. We both hate Auburn and Florida. Let's root for each other. I I can't say that I root for Georgia. I mean, I, I liked them a bit growing up. It's probably where I would have gone to school if I didn't go to LSU. Uh, but... I look, guys. I'm sorry, Wilk, but you're the empire. You know, be careful fighting monsters, lest you become one. Mm -hmm. You spent so long chasing down Nick Saban and company that you didn't even realize along the way you became Nick Saban, mm. and uh, that's that's just a tough truth to accept. Who's better, blue and orange, Auburn or Florida? Auburn. I'm actually not a fan of Florida's colors. I know a lot are though, no. and whatever. So I don't. I'm not. Don't judge. Like I don't care, but I'm not that much. 
Uh, we're the new order. Alabama was the empire. Okay, I could take that. I mean, <laughs> new order's not that tight, but yeah, hopefully <laughs> Filoni can make the new order tighter. They're trying to do it right now. They're, they're doing okay. Um, Emil says, I can't root for a grown man that dresses like a KA pledge of 40 years old looking at you, Kirby. <laughs> I mean, that's true, right? I will, I will agree with Ashley like, and, and you too. When I was in Gainesville, one of the first things I had their game a few weeks ago, I text my mom and I said, you're welcome for choosing a school that's colors were red and black. So you didn't have to wear orange and blue every game day weekend because this combination is so bad to look at. It's hard to pull off. So bad. It's so hard to pull off. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to pull out of this show. Uh, huge thank you to everyone. Hey, uh, Aaron, you watch any scary movies this Halloween season yet? No. I'm too busy preparing for four games in 14 days. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, so check this out. Aaron has to go do three hours of radio after this. Then he has to go call a game. He's in Mobile for South Alabama. And then you're calling a game again on Saturday? Mm-hmm. And then a game Wednesday, and then a possible game on Saturday after that. Ooh, make this pretty boy earn it. I see you, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's all show Aaron some love. I would say this, um, no Lando, we're not going to talk about me saying F the troops. I'll explain those comments later. Um, we are changing it to F army so we can get Navy guys and air force guys on our side. Okay. Cause they all hate army, right? There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody does, okay. Two things. First off, I watched talk to me, very good horror movie a few nights ago. And then last night I stayed up and watched the Baba Duke for the first time. And I would say it's very good. It's creepy. It's tense. And it's actually quite uplifting by the end, which is fascinating. Don't know that I've ever said that about a horror movie, but um, yeah, pretty fun. All right, y'all. Love you so much. Thank you, everybody, hanging out with us. A huge thank you to Pat Gunther, Ryan Brumley. Again, big congrats to Brum. Danny Cardenas, Chris Tran, Christian Hunter, Adam Gracia. Thank you to everybody who hangs out with us here on YouTube. Remember to spread the word. Uh, noon, one Eastern. Uh, yeah, I just watched them by myself, Dobby, with my wife kind of half watching out of the uh, corner of her eye because she never wants to fully commit. Uh, we love you though, and we will see you again tomorrow for some more snaps. See you then. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 